Reese fans, and welcome to Season 2020, Episode 30 of the Pacino Report, the Takanakagami Special. This is the podcast that gets past the hype and gives you the lowdown on what's really happening in the MotoGP paddock. Well, it's finally happened. Mears found his way onto the top step of the podium at last and seemingly just in time to lift that World Championship trophy. But let's not jinx him just yet. Touch wood. On today's show, we're going to break down last week's race and we'll look forward to this weekend. I'm also going to press our illustrious leader when he gets here for his thoughts on the KTM engine development. And we'll dig into what's going down over at Aprilia. So before we get into it, of course, I need to introduce you to my amazing co-host, Andra, the apprentice to Manuel's master, the yin to Manuel's yang, the cool breeze of reason to the fiery storm of passion. Andra, (laughs) how are you, my dear? Are you as excited as me? Absolutely. Oh, my God. We've lost Manuel, so we figured we'd just have a bit of fun anyway. Yeah. And I have to say, here in South Australia today, it was 38 degrees Celsius. So cool breezes. (laughs) Right. So I may or may not be wearing pants right now because it's (laughs) fucking hot here. And I've still got my work shirt on, but I've got my beer. Nice. Um, My question I've got for this week, which we do need Manuel because we're having a bit of an argument in our house, is Mm -hmm. did Alex Rins let Mia pass on purpose or by accident? Totally on purpose. I reckon it was completely and ugly. Yeah, that's right. We're in agreement there. It's going to be a very short argument then, isn't it? I don't know. Show's over. See everyone. <laughs> Show's over. Yep. No, everyone's everyone's accusing me of being a conspiracy theorist and everything mm-hmm. as well. But no, I reckon you cannot do a 28-lap race and not make one mistake like Alex Rins didn't. He rode the perfect race and then just on one corner, one time, you stuff up just enough to let your teammate go through, but not the other guy that's right behind him on a KTM. And then yep. you never make that same mistake again for the rest of the Ever time. again. And um, old mate was in, is it David Brivio? Yep. David. 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 He, he seemed a bit surprised because I rewound it to see if he was going to react in a certain way to see if it was a team orders type thing. He seemed quite mm-hmm. surprised. So, but the conversation in our household was about points and why would he let him through because he still would have been in front and this and that. But I, my opinion yep. is that he is now in front enough that it's almost pretty much secured. Exactly. That's, that, that's realistic. I mean, you, you look at the world championship standings now, look, what Mears on 162 and Quattararo is level with Rins on 125. Um, you make that a 10 point turnaround. If, if they hadn't swapped over, it'd be 152 to 135 with two races to go. Yeah. It's maybe it's, two races, maybe yeah, exactly. one race. Maybe two races. Exactly. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Look, as we say, we're, we're all just conspiracy theorists around here and, and we love that sort of stuff. Don't That's we? That's what we do. Like Manuel taught us, you just put the idea out there and then we discuss it and come up with our yeah. own conclusion. That's exactly right. See, we, don't need us, <laughs> no, we, we don't need it. No, we don't need and speaking of us putting ideas out there, you'll remember maybe, what, three, four weeks ago, we had a, a special that we put out, um, a VR46 team special. We sure did. So, yeah, where we, uh, we, we we gazed into Manuel's crystal balls. Sorry, balls. <laughs> and <laughs> they are getting older. They might be getting they, a bit crystallised. They, they may be. And, and he gave us the lowdown on what's going on at the VR46 team. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he has, you know, some, some inside knowledge. Yes, we, we know that. But... Uh, we've now been proven two days ago, the, the, the news came out exactly to a T, exactly what Manuel said was going to happen. Yep. So we know Luca Marini is going to the Avinci Ducati team. Uh, Tito Rabat is gone, unfortunately. 
um, and the adventure Ducati that Luca Marini will be riding will be wearing the Sky VR46 colors as a uh, an interim step for the Sky VR46 MotoGP team in 2022. There we Wait, go. Is Valentino going to last <laughs> to ride with his brother before he retires? Oh my God. If, he'll be walking up to that bike in 2022 with a walker, with the, the aid. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be looking like. Uh, like Paco Bagnaia on his on his on his walking on his crutches yeah, up to the up to the bike. Frame. Yeah, exactly. Is, like I defend Valentino constantly because he's younger than me by two whole years. But I'm like, he's no. not old. <gasps> Just gave away my age. You did didn't you? Oh my god. Um, but. Like they shot to him just sitting on the track, not moving on his bike. And then they showed him yeah. taking his helmet off. And I went, dude, you look tired and old. He does look very tired, doesn't he? He's, don't forget, he's he's recovering from coronavirus. You know, someone at his age, he needs Trump to be careful. He's, okay. in the high, he's in the high risk age. <laughs> you know what? He would have loved those. What was it? How, 20 day, well, how many days was he? About three weeks, so 20 on days. Yeah. He would have loved that, I reckon, having that yep. space. Oh, it would have been great. Would have been fantastic. No, he would have enjoyed it. But no, he is he's getting a little bit older. And yeah, when I saw him on the side of the uh the oh, I was at the side of the road, on the on the side of the track there, I thought, oh, you poor old fellow, have you forgotten how to turn it on again? <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> What's going on here, Sonny? <laughs> uh, that was no, shit. That it, was it, so it is shit. shit. And and the, the other shit thing about that as well is we've we've got a we've got a development freeze for, for 2021. So realistically, I know we had an electrical problem this week, so it's probably not applicable. But there is a development freeze for 2021 for all of the non-concession teams. And so Yamaha can't do anything about their engine problems next year. They are stuck with the engine that they have now, which is a you know, in their in their own words, a piece of it. Did you purposely uh, not say engines because they're yeah. getting down? No, oh, they'll get to start Not fresh. Many, they'll think, get to start yeah. fresh next year on their count, though, won't they? They will. They'll get a fresh seven engines. Um, that, that's right. So, uh, and in the concession teams, they get nine. But the one thing that I did want to talk to Manuel about this week, if he ever does turn up, is uh, the interesting spot that that puts KTM in. Because of KTM's success this year, they're in the in-between phase of going from a concession team to a non-concession team. Um, oh, and because, yeah. Of, yeah, and because of all the rulings with coronavirus and development freezes, what that actually means for them is they get to develop their engine all through the off season to hit 2021 with an engine that is suitable for them to be a, a non-concession team. So oh, there's a lot of scuttlebutt going around. Yeah, everyone's thinking that they're going to develop this super engine or something. Um, whereas realistically, it, it's probably more realistic to think that what they're actually doing is trying to make their engine more reliable because it has to last for more races. But they're doing pretty well now, aren't they? So oh, geez, it is going to so be well. outstanding compared to Yamaha. Yeah, well, it could, could be much worse, could it? <laughs> exactly. Okay, wait, wait. I'll, I'll pretend I'm well ready. Well, Stu, this is very interesting. <laughs> That's why I can't even do an accent. <laughs> you can do a French accent. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> No, uh, no, baguette. Don't, don't go to the bathroom. No. We <laughs> we oui, oui, a baguette. Baguette. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. So so that that's some of the things that have been rattling around in in my head for these uh, yeah these last few days, Andrew. How about yourself? What did you think? Like, give us give us your breakdown of the race. What did you think of the race last weekend? Well, it was quite uneventful. 
really we were messaging and um oh no that was oh i want i do have to talk about moto too can i quickly jump to that oh go for it yeah because Manuel, manuel's not here so we can talk about whatever we want um in moto was it moto two that's right bezeki and i was going oh bezeki's riding really well i hope he doesn't fall off yeah, hoping that he, i would he, jinx yeah because yeah. i think i called because you I, want sam to win i called sam and oh my god my brain's gone blank now um sam I don't know, whoever I picked, they all fell off in the first yeah. little bit anyway. So I was that's why I was, oh, God, yeah, anyway. But um, <laughs> Albert Arenas. Oh, yes, yep. Hang on, that's Moto3. Yes, it is. Yeah. Him and Tony Avellino, <laughs> a lot, man, boom. Sorry. I'm, Moto3 guys. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, I want to talk Moto3. Did you watch that race, Stu? I, I saw the end of the Moto3 race, yes. Only the end. So did you mm-hmm. see the whole drama where... No, I missed oh, it. So he felt he sorry he didn't fall off. He had his foot peg taken off by a crash, and right. he went off and they fixed it for him. And then he was three laps behind, so he's jumped back on track, going finishing this race no matter what, which was bloody awesome. Fair but enough. he he started to get amongst things, like he was starting to get in amongst but, the whole. But three laps down. Yes. <laughs> so he even like taps his bike taps his bike to Binder, and he's like, "Come on." Follow me. I'll, I'll take you up to the next pack. <laughs> nice. So out comes, is it blue flag? Out comes the blue flag. Oh, the blue flag. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, nah, mate. <laughs> and um, he's just like, come on, buddy. And then they're like, black flag. Off you go, mate. So they black flagged him. Yep. So that's what I wanted to find. Like, cause I know we don't normally talk about Moto3, but it was really, cause I, at first I was like, good on you. You just bloody get out there and finish the race. No matter what, like, cause he was leading the championship before this race. Um, yeah. And then he just fully like started to get in amongst it, trying to affect things when he's like three laps behind. Yeah, so he got black flag. So I was curious and I was wondering if there'll be much backlash or I'm actually very curious of our listeners, what, what everyone thinks about what happened and, because I, I really like Arenas. I was hoping he'd do well. But after that, I was like, oh, was that a dick move or was that not? Yeah, like- I mean, in Australia, we'd, we'd say he's got mongrel, realistically. Mm. But, but yeah, I, I can I can see what you're saying. It could be classed as being a bit of a dick move. You're three laps down. You're never really going to have any, any result at the end of the day. And you're just throwing your weight around trying to affect the, mm-hmm. the the result in some way so yeah that'd be interesting please if you if you're watching or listening send us a a message an email a comment let yep. us know what you think of um yeah little little albert arenas's moves in moto three mm-hmm. definitely he seriously right. even tapped his bike like come on i'm taking you through like it was we were just nice. like oh my god yeah black flag see you later buddy so um perhaps, we talk perhaps about? when we talk to when we talk to darren and brad that bid the bigger yes. boys Maybe we can ask Darren about what he thinks about that as well. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Moto two. Let's talk let's talk about Moto oh, two for sure. I've got to remember <laughs> what what handed I remember the um Bezeki one because I didn't want race. him to. Yeah. What else happened? How quick can you get the results up? Moto uh, so GP the results for Moto two. European Yeah, so yeah, so Bezeki uh was he was the he was the winner, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah, and yep. Jorge Martin, so George Martin. Yes, that was second. That's and for you, Remy Chilean. Third. Yeah, there we go. And good, yeah, good old Remy was was third. Remy's was, been crazy consistent. He he's been, been in the, really, I think, in the top really five for the last handful of races. He's just, mm-hmm. oh, I can't wait to see what he does next year. Well, he's on that bike that Jorge Martin was on in, in mm-hmm. second place in front of him. So yep. he's on the Red Bull KTM. So that that'll be a fantastic. <sighs> he's going to be bloody incredible. I'm still trying to find the results. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, yeah, and and yeah, we had Bastianini in fourth, obviously. So he's 
he's putting some good good results in. And finally, we had Balder, good old Lorenzo Baldassari. I picked him at the beginning of the season as being a force, and he's done nothing all year. He finally had a decent result. So him and his uh, his teammate Hector Gatho yep. were uh, yeah fifth and seventh with um, little Luca Marini, the uh, the the half of Rossi. Yep. In uh, in in sixth. So yeah. very exciting. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, there's a few like Sam fell off. That was shit house. Um, mm-hmm. Simone Corsi fell off. That was shit. Joe Roberts fell off. That broke my little heart. Oh yeah, that that broke my heart. Yep. They should call him Captain America. He's just got that whole yeah. Yeah, and, and happy siren fell off. Half a fish siren. Yeah, yeah. I know. Do you know what fish. though? Is that, you might be able to tell me if it's normal or if it's just this track. But even in we had seven people do not finish in MotoGP, and I think there were six in Moto Two. It seemed like quite a high because it ended up being that, quite dry. It was quite a high number. Yeah, that is quite high for a dry race at Valencia. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, there was okay. there was a, there was a lot there. I, but I think the main thing out of Moto Two now is um, the gap from first to second is only six points. So Sam. Is coming for uh, for everybody. He's better. Yeah, he's on a charge. Yep. So, and up until a couple of weeks ago, it was nailed on. Luca Marini was was looking great for yeah. the world championship, but now he's um, I said nineteen points behind the behind the leader with two races to go. So, it changes in a heartbeat. And I used to love like Bastianini. I was just like, remember, I think I called his win in his in his race. I was like, yeah, yes. this guy. But yeah, I don't know. I, I still think he's good, but my favourites change. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and and Jake, unfortunately, I, I believe Jake oh, wasn't even at the race. So did he break his wrist? Yeah, that's right. That's a that's a real bloody shock. But yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, we know that Jake's a friend of the show. So Jake, if you're watching or listening, get well soon, mate. We hope you to see you out there again soon and kicking it, especially next year for the uh, oh, Superb Racing Team next year. Indeed, indeed. bloody oath, you will. All yeah. right, let's talk about some MotoGP people. Let's do it, but not okay. Paul. Everyone but Paul. Now let's talk about Paul. That was a, that was a good ride. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was. He, he did. I know you don't like Paul. He is a whinging bitch. I, I don't agree. even know why. Yeah, he's he, he just he seems like he seems like the kind of guy where if you go into his room in the middle of the night, he'd be asleep sucking his thumb. And his go, teeth are so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't back that up. But no, it was a great great weekend from Paul. Realistically, he has to count that as a victory. You know, he got pole, um, and he was on the podium. Nice pun. Which was, yeah, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, good good weekend all around from uh, from from the factory KTM team. Uh, Miguel Oliveira, Michael Olive, another really good ride from he him. Snuck he snuck up there a bit. I was just like, oh, you're up there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got he got past Jack. Uh, yeah, towards the end there, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, great ride. And as I, as I was saying before, it really shows next year if KTM do have that scope to do a bit more development mm-hmm. on their bike. They're they're this good now already. Imagine what they're going to be like next year. So really, really keep an eye on them for 2021. Yeah. With Jack, just because he's next down on the list, he finished in six. I was expecting mm. him to take off a bit quicker in the I was I actually didn't watch the race until the next day, but I watched that first little bit because I was expecting the whole shot device to just kick him off yep. on the straight, but yep. it sort of didn't happen now. I expected. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to to hear what he has to say about that. And I, I don't know if Manuel has um, has managed to um, listen to any interviews with with Jack or what. But I think he might have um, not quite got that whole shot device working properly at the uh-huh. beginning. I mean, the Suzuki boys, geez, they certainly did, didn't they? Oh my mm-hmm. god, like, yeah, Mirren Rin straight for line, bang, yep. and never headed after that. So yeah, and that was incredible, it. Absolutely incredible ride. From, yep. Yeah, from Team X Star Suzuki, very well mm-hmm. done indeed. So. 
And we got who um, else? Oh, Taka was fourth. Well, this is the Taka episode, so you know he's yeah he, he came in fourth. So Taka's sister would have been really happy about that one. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say something really terrible, but I won't because we respect no, them. No, yeah, yeah, we we of course we respect them. We, we respect, respect them. Um, Brad Brad Binder. Brad Binder. Yeah, well, again, that's another KTM in the uh, what's that, in the top seven. So yep. like, realistic, that's, that's three KTM's in the top ten. You know, uh, what's that third, fifth, and seventh? So that, that's that's absolutely incredible uh, result, and it's good to see he settled down a little bit as well after his um, recent run of. Let's uh, let's say exuberance and, um, and yes, indeed. So yeah, Brad's putting some good results in. Um, they're, I think they're, they're coming on really, really strong towards the end of the year. It's mm-hmm. really good to see. And Dovi, another you know, another top ten finish for Dovi. <gasps> um, Talk about Dovi. So he's having a sabbatical. Yeah. Is he well, going to come back? Yeah. He, well, it'll be thirty six. He might go and eat pizza with with Jorge and. Well, speaking of Jorge, that's that's the other piece of news, isn't it, that we need to talk Ooh. about. So, um, so because Dovi and Cal Crutchlow both passed up the Aprilia ride, even even the test ride, uh, and we still don't know what's happening with Yanoni, good uh-huh. old number twenty nine. Oh, is that last episode? Isn't that next? Is it next Sunday? That's that's right. Yep, that's this week. Next week, um, if if Yanoni doesn't get his uh, his ban overturned or, or reduced Surely. then Aprilia are without a rider for 2021 and so there is word going around that it's almost nailed on that it will be Jorge as a rider as a, mm. as a team rider not as a test rider not a test a, rider that's right an actual actual rider going around and around and around that's right yeah 28 times on a Sunday what do you think do you think that that will happen for Aprilia, I think that will be fantastic. I think that'll be really, really good. I still see Aprilia as being in development mode, um, and they need more riders like like your Jorge's and your Pedrosas and your Dobbies to come through and really do that last little piece of development on the bike. You know, is he going to um, steal Tucker's personal assistant back? Well, he probably will. Yeah. That because that that personal assistant that Tack is using now is Jorge's mm. PA from his entire career. Mm. So yeah, yeah you'd have to. Wouldn't mind betting that that's that's what will happen. You know, I would. I'm I'm excited because I wouldn't mind seeing Jorge race because I missed all that obviously because I was off mm. doing life things without MotoGP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living my best life, exactly. Yeah. Very now it will be good to see the number ninety nine back on the uh, back on the on the starting grid. It would be very good indeed. So, okay. So, look. At this point, we'll probably take a break, and we'll uh, we'll we'll call up the boss and see if he can uh, join us here for for a secondary session and um, answer all the questions that we've that we've put to the uh, to the audience today and um, put paid to all the bullshit that we've been talking for the last. Half I know, hours. right? <laughs> no one will listen ever again. They'll be like, "Oh, who are these two clowns?" Exactly. Yeah. Right, and, yeah. <laughs> all right. Peace, everybody, by the magic of television. There it goes. Bye. Oh, my God, here he is. It's Manuel. And funny enough, people, did you know that two weeks ago the times changed on the other side of the world? So right now we have Manuel, and as you can see, the sun is shining, but it's the middle of the night here, so bless Stu's little cotton socks. He's in better sleep.
<laughs> yeah, well, uh, Stu is getting old, you know, he's getting I old. Think I think so. We can say what we want about him now. He's not here anymore. Oh, of course. You know, the one who is not in a, in a discussion is the one who gets... Yep, you know? gets cut up. They get all the jobs, they get all the actions and the things that we need need them to do. <laughs> How you going, Manuel? Very well, very well. I was uh, in Valencia. No, I went to the circuit there, and first I doubted to go. You know, because going mm -hmm. it's not much worth because we don't have access to the pit lane, not have access to the paddock. But at the end, it's so worth, and especially in Valencia, where so many interesting thing happens. Mm -hmm. You know, the first of them, you have spoken about it probably, is that we have another winner this season. Is it the ninth, eighth or ninth? Uh, ninth or tenth, I don't know, but another one. 52nd different winner, yep. And, and the good thing is that the one who won first is the one who deserved more, most that way. Yep. Second is the one that is uh, most and probably will turn into the world champion next weekend. So it was something brilliant. No, Mir did he it took a while for him to win but he won the race he had to win you know so i was just talking to Stu about this and we've had arguments in my house we were talking about how rins rode an absolutely perfect race without a single mistake and then oops he went a little bit wide on a corner was that on purpose manuel uh, he said that he missed the gear which i don't believe because they all lie, as you know. Yeah, as we've spoken about a hundred times, yes. <laughs> so I think he, he just let him uh, pass to see how his pace was or how Mir's uh, pace was. And Mir, he explained it. He said, okay, I was in the front. So he gave it all in the, in the following three or four laps, mm. which you can see on the timing lap by lap. So he pushed. Yep. Look, they were lapping. One minute, 32 lows, okay? 32-1, yep. 32-0. And as soon as Mir got into the front, he started to push and he was lapping 131-9, 131-8. So just two tenths, but two tenths for four laps makes almost one second. And this was the gap he needed. Yep. He did a perfect race. And... If you observe the race again, you can see that he was, he looked never stressed, you know? Yeah. He didn't ride like out of control. So he was perfect, right? A champion ride. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, because what we were talking about, my husband and I, because I was like, he did it on purpose. He's like, he didn't. Why would he? Because we're talking about the points. And, you know, even if Rins had won and Mir came second, Mir would still be in front. And it looked like David David Brivio was surprised by it, so it can't have been team orders. So it was like, but no, all... no, there wasn't team orders. And I tell you, uh, it has nothing to do with the pointing. It was just that Rinz, uh... Uh, you know, it was a tactical move, and uh, Mir was much faster than Rinz. Oh. I have to say that Rinz played uh, fair because he could have perfectly entered in a close fight yeah. you know between yep. them two but uh, at the end he was fair and and he kept pole at bay like he kept pole back yeah like... Paul, and look and and i was watching the race you know paul was so close right the whole mm -hmm. race and yep. i was thinking wow he is going to go for his first win yeah. but the things are so 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 tight that he couldn't just mm -hmm get out one more tenth he just couldn't yeah. get out one more tenth and i i bet that probably 
he he wanted to win as much as me at that race. Yeah. But he couldn't. It simply yeah. couldn't. They were all, and, it was, uh, yeah. and what was interesting after the race, and it's a key of the success of the Suzuki team, is how the manager, Davide Brivio, handled the after race, you know, mm -hmm. because obviously all the spotlights were on Mir, yeah. right? He was close to win. Uh, he has basically won his uh, the world champion. Mm -hmm. He had his first victory. He did a fantastic race. So, but Brivio was very smart. And when he was asked after the race about the situation, he spoke a lot about Rins. And he spoke yeah. well. And he gave him some credit, like saying, don't forget, we have to give Rins the credit because yeah. he has developed this bike in the last four years. That's amazing. You know, instead of, yeah. What a instead good leader, team leader. Leaving him, exactly. Instead of leaving him in the shadow, would have been normal mm -hmm. that he brought him out into the spotlight as well, you know? Yeah. And this is managing. This mm -hmm. is managing. Yeah. And good just managing. Seeing Suzuki and seeing the guys and just, it was, yeah, it was just beautiful. Yeah, good managing. That is uh, clearly the opposite of what's happening in Yamaha or what's going on in Yamaha. Okay? Tell us, so, Manuel, because I'm confused. I can't work yeah, out what's going on with I, Yamaha. I, I tell you, me, me too, because I was thinking, I don't understand it. But just a second, before switching to Yamaha, yes. that is our second uh, issue, our second uh, topic, think about something. Um, Mir winning the championship, he, he has been in the world championship only for five years, right? There, has be, there have been only two riders that after five years won two world titles. One is Marc Marquez and one is Valentino Rossi. Wow, is that it? For the oh. so, so, Mir, the figures say that Mir is at their level. You know, he is not coming with the, stats, the noise, the, yeah. with, the, with, with the noise of Marquez or with all this uh, media behind him like Valentino came. He's coming in much more silent way, but he has, he's showing so far yeah. the, the same skills that these two super yeah. heroes. You know? yeah, yeah. So let's wait <sighs> and see what's going on. Very good. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a good story. Like it's a good fun story to follow yeah because and i tell you something look after five years marcus had won one uh, title in the lower class and one moto two title right after mm -hmm. five years yep. rossi the same lower class and at that time to a middle class title mir will win one moto gp title which the other two didn't manage to do wow so so he's not won a championship in a lower class. He did one in Moto3. Okay. He won. And yep. then he jumped Moto2. He was, he was just one year. And in his second year in MotoGP, he's going to be world champion. So we have to keep an eye on this kid that mm -hmm. he's doing really good. Yeah. Yamaha. <gasps> I don't know if you read the Bible. <laughs> you read the Bible. There is a stuff called the seven plaques of egypt you know plaques yeah plaques yeah you know what the plaque yeah, is no? yeah, the seven, yeah. Uh, like yeah. the stone with say... the writing on it hang on hang on let me check but uh, 
Yamaha in in uh, in Valencia, it seems that it couldn't get worse. And when it looked like it couldn't get worse, something worse happened. Mm -hmm. Worse, worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it started. Let's let's go quickly through it. It started when Thursday before the race came out that Yamaha had used non-legal engines <laughs> in yep. the third Grand Prix, right? This was Thursday, and they were penalized by. Bah, 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 yeah. bah. The next day, came out that Mavericks Vinales ran out of engines, and he had he had to use a new engine, which meant starting, starting from in the, the pit lane, yeah, which meant that he lost his chances for the championship. Yeah, this is number two. Then I told I I was there in Valencia, watching. On a, on a terrace, watching into the paddock, right? Mm -hmm. While one uh, session, MotoGP session, was happening, and then I was just being there, just watching, and suddenly I saw the electronic engineer of Maverick Vinales leaving the garage with his jacket and a backpack, and I said, "Hang on, what? Maverick is on the track." So what is this, why is this guy leaving the circuit? So I thought that they had had a kind of an argue. Mm. But Were you sitting there writing not. a story? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but oh. no. But no, the, the thing was that they just got uh, the result of the last test and he was infected by COVID. So he had to leave the garage while they were riding. <gasps> so hang on, he was in the garage. He was in the garage, surrounded by Maverick and all. Would Maverick race the next year, the next day? Obviously, the of protocol, course. the protocol would say no. Nope. <laughs> so we were all like, "What? What? What?" So, so the Yamaha, you know, the uh, they took a Salomonic decision. Do you understand Salomonic decision? No. Kind of. Well. You don't you don't read the Bible, really. <laughs> I think I may should not obviously. <laughs> well, they took a very, very strange decision because uh, the team manager, the responsible of communication, one of Maverick's mechanics, and the guy in charge of Valentino's tires were sent into the quarantine. But nobody else. So I went there and I asked them, hey. Why these four? These four guys and not yep. Maverick or everyone. <laughs> yeah, and they said no, 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 because these four guys seated last night with the electronic guy at the table during the dinner. <laughs> so they had to do something, but obviously they couldn't uh, yeah. uh, not let Maverick uh, race. Okay. So but this and, is yeah, normally too, like if you have a test and think you might be positive because you've been exposed, you would then quarantine until you get your results. Yeah, no, they do a test every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. But for example, Arbolino, remember Arbolino in Aragon? He was banned to race because he was seated in a plane where a guy oh, two, seat, right. two yes. seats, two seats behind him. Was in fact <laughs> he was bad, and Iker Lequona was meant to race in this race because his his brother. Oh, his brother! Also. Yes, yep, yep, yep. So with Maverick, it didn't work. It was different. 
But anyhow, <clears throat> this is point number three. The penalty, Maverick engine, the infection. Then we see uh, Quartararo qualifying 18th for the race. Mm -hmm. His chances were gone. I told you, I said, told you this last week, Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Saturday said, my option in the championship will be decided in the first two laps of tomorrow's race. Really? He said this because he said, where I am starting from, there is no sense. I have to go for all or nothing in the first laps. And he did, and it came out nothing because yeah. he crashed, you know. But this is something that, that could be foreseen because he had announced that. But Manuel, did he flinch? Is that why he fell? Um, I think it was kind it of panic breaking, you know. Yeah, because it looked like he kind of. He saw yeah. the guy who was he was fighting with because they had overtaken each other before, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So they got there and then, and probably he was kind of a panic breaking and he he went away. Okay. Then we had the crash of of Quartararo in the race. And then a few minutes later, we see Valentino's bike oh my stopping God. in the middle of the race. Stu and, and I just then, spoke about that. That was um, just sad. <laughs> yes, yeah, but look, and then the only Yamaha left on the track finished Frankie. 11th, mm -hmm. 11th. You have to go back to 2007 to see last time a Yamaha didn't finish in the top, in, in the top 10. Wow. So it was the most disaster weekend of Yamaha, the yeah. most disaster. Yep. Incredible, incredible. So the three guys who arrived there challenging the championship, the three failed. One, because Yamaha uh, cheated with the engines. Mm -hmm. and the other one, because he crashed, he was nervous, very nervous the whole weekend. Yep. And Morbidelli, because... It's quite difficult to understand that. Remember the previous race, he was like in a Zen mode. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. He goes Something's... from Zen mode to 11th. Yeah, so yep. Something going on in the, what's going on. Yeah. But my confusion in this story is that I don't understand that the bike that has won half of the races in the championship, mm -hmm. half of the races with three different riders is in such a confusion. Yeah. So it's not the bike. I don't understand. It's I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Something That's going cool. on behind the scenes, is it? It's, I think it's management. Look, mm. I don't know if I have told you before, but in racing, racing is a package with three different legs, right? Racing is the team. Mm -hmm. Racing is the bike. And racing is the rider. Yep. So they must Need all, all three mm -hmm. work together. Absolutely. So, and and in this case, the riders are good enough in Yamaha because we saw them winning. The bike has won, so the problem must be somewhere inside the team. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's not very. It's not. This is not. Uh, how do you say? Uh, High physics, it's just one, two, three, you know, ABC. Yeah, exactly. It's quite simple, absolutely. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. 
could just be a like it's a roll-on effect from little things that are just happening and yeah no it's i think and this is just the personal thinking uh managements have to change as after a while you know mm -hmm. managements because look the best example is ducati ducati when gigi dalinia arrived some years ago there was a big uh, high in ducati you know mm -hmm. with new ideas they came everybody was super uh, charged yep. and this uh, dalinia effect has completely disappeared you know yeah yeah they, they are like this you know mm -hmm. yep so yep. He, oh, we have seen that we will see later all the riders in the last three years most of the top MotoGP riders have disappeared a new generation has arrived clearly mm -hmm. yep. clearly yeah management is there since 10 years they need also a renew need some fresh some fresh, fresh energy air. yeah but it's like you when know, you a, a guy I was to say, it's like when you, when you talk about the bikes and, you know, we've talked about this in regards to, say, Alex Marquez or, you know, they come in and go, right, you need to ride the bike like this because this is how Mark Marquez rode it. And then someone fresh might come in and go, actually, no, I'm going to do it my way and it works. It's I guess it's the same with exactly. management. You need them to go, yeah, but, okay, we've done this for a while, but let's give this a crack. Yeah, because you said it. Look, fresh new riders mm. change the bikes because they want the bikes for themselves. So yeah. it's a, a met, the metamorphosis is automatic. The problem is the management. You know, when they are in a high position, uh, they they may say, "Okay, we are good like we are. Why complicate our lives?" Yeah. While when you arrive in a new place, you want to do your plan, mm -hmm. you know, with your ideas. And this, yeah. but once you have implanted your ideas not many are capable to keep on yeah. evoluting and especially you know? earlier in this season they were doing quite well before all the shit started rolling down um yeah Ooh. yes yes yes, well, yes do you yes. think we'll see a change or how do you get how do you get new managers do they have to die off or do they kick them out or they go oh, they, they they have to change the pro I, they have to change mm. they have to i don't know if Getting out Valentino of that garage, you know, open things and up. arriving in you because Valentino has been there for a lifetime. And I told you, everyone, or I would say 80% of the people in that team are Italians. Yep. You know, His hand the, guy who, the, high, the guy who cooks, the, all the people of the hospitality, the, the guy who does the, the coffees in the morning, all are Italians. And all, and all Italians are Valentino dependents. Yep. Yep, yep, emotionally, emotionally, or even financially, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe Quartararo arrive. This should change. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So all that with Yamaha that was talking about the race the other day. What happened after the race last weekend? There's been a lot of things um, happening. Look, the, the, this season is has been so crazy, so so crazy. Mm -hmm. You know that. We have a surprise. Wow, what a surprise. Then 48 hours later, that surprise is old. It's gone with yes. new surprise. And there were so many after the race. Two days after the race, we had a lot of new things coming out. Okay. Yep. I think we have, we did a list here with names. And all these things were related to names, right? Let's start, for example, with uh, Andrea Dovizioso. Yeah. Surprisingly, I think. I think it was Tuesday. No, Monday after the race, mm -hmm. 
Andrea announced that he was quitting. Having a year at the end of this. Yes, because there were a lot of rumors going on that he would be test rider for mm -hmm. Honda, test rider for Aprilia, test rider for KTM, test rider for Yamaha. And he had all these offers. Yep. And he had, he did discuss all these options. But at the end, he decided that he wants to go home. And I think it's it's nice because, and you know, in my short experience with MotoGP, it would have been really sad to see him walk away because he doesn't have an option where it sounds like he's really sat and thought about what he wants to do. He's had options, so he doesn't have to go. And he's gone, no, you know what? I'm stepping out and you got to respect that. Yeah, no, exactly. He had mm -hmm. four options at least. Yeah. But you know what he wants to do? He wants to walk because what he likes more in life is motocross. Oh, that's right. We spoke about this the other week. Yep, yep. So he's opening a motocross academy for young children Brilliant. with an Italian super motocross uh, champion called Cairoli. Brilliant. Okay, both, both are very linked with Red Bull. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, they will open kind of Red Bull motocross academy. Brilliant. That's so good on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that that, that was his live uh project mm -hmm. and he's making it fantastic him. for him. Oh that's yeah. Good. yeah, that's a good or oh, it's not the end of a story, it's a new chapter for him. Okay, more. So Yanoni. Oh, Yanoni. Yanoni. I thought, I thought it wasn't being announced until like next weekend what the outcome was. It all came out a bit early. Yes, I think. Well, the, the deadline was mid-November. The deadline, it could have, you know, they, they could have done earlier as they did. And the result was the worst possible for Yanoni. You know, yeah. remember that he was um, how's it, penalized with 18 months no racing. So he ap applied against this. Yeah, maybe should have left it. Yeah, they went through the whole... Uh, story again and it came out very bad so he has been basically penalized without being able to race for four years career over so his career is over but even what I, this, from what i was reading and it was like he ate the piece of meat but he he couldn't even say what it was and it all just sounds like it's a big made-up story anyway yeah no the problem here and is the you know the water the world mm. anti-doping association yeah, they're no and fun. I, I, they are pff, mm -hmm. like Peter the Cruel. That was a uh, king in Russia. Peter the Cruel. <laughs> yeah, so they, have, they have to make an example of him because if they go, yeah, all right, you've done your time, someone else will go, oh, it's, it's okay, let's do this. Exactly. You know, they couldn't uh, open that door because WADA takes care not of only of motorcycling. Yeah, it's they every take care sport, of sport, isn't it? Uh, yeah, of track, uh, of track, of, of boxing. So mm -hmm. it would be yeah, precedent. Mm -hmm. It an example. It would be a very, a, a very dangerous example. Let's say. So Yanone yeah. is out. Being Yanone is out, automatically there is a place in Aprilia. Which we went, oh, that'll be Dovi or Cow. Exactly. But? What? But, <laughs> but. Carl but Carl has signed already with Yamaha as test rider. So this so was a big surprise. Can he change his mind if he got offered this seat or it's done? 
No, because the deal is done. And the deal is very good for Carl because the deal is the following. He will have 15 test days per year. 15, one, five. 15, yep. He will be, he has, he will be at some Grand Prix as a coach for the Yamaha riders at some, yes, to go there, to be there. Okay. He will be the first step rider in case somebody of them gets hurt. Mm-hmm. He will uh, he will race as wildcard three Grand Prix. I honestly haven't got to see this wildcard thing this season. If they okay. open, and then here money wise, he has uh, he will get more double of money he got when he was before a Yamaha racer. Okay. So he said the situation Sweet deal. is perfect. Sweet yeah, deal. Yeah, perfect. He has no pressure. He yep. still rides bikes, you know, rides motorbikes. Yep. He gets money. He gets can to be race a couple family. of times. Yeah. yeah uh, perfect. These perfect are good situation. stories. Yeah. So um, you mentioned before about people saying one thing and then it changes and rumors. So just 15 minutes ago or so, Stu and I were discussing how Jorge Lorenzo was coming back to race. <laughs> For oh, Jorge Lorenzo, no, but Jorge Lorenzo appeared on the photo because suddenly, you know, the loyalty of Aprilia with Janone, I mean, yeah. waiting for this result, yeah. has put the whole company in a weird situation. Now mm-hmm. there aren't riders yeah. for getting on that bike, yeah. you know? So, because it was supposed to be Dovizioso, mm-hmm. it could have been Cal. Cal would have signed in April with Aprilia. In April, yeah. yep. he was ready to sign. And Aprilia said, no, just wait. Yeah. So now, and what happens? They have no riders. And I know, uh, confirmed that they are talking with Jorge Lorenzo. But it seems that they want him as a test rider. So we keep starting this rumor and then it never goes anywhere. So the problem is, and now this is something funny, you know, Alicia Spargaro. Mm-hmm has recommended Aprilia not to take Jorge Lorenzo. <laughs> because, because he said that Jorge Lorenzo is an ex-rider. Da, 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 da. So there is a big mess between them two, you know? Yeah. They are insulting each other on the socials and so on and so on. It's Jorge, Jorge Lorenzo mustn't be a terrible bloke, but it sounds like they a lot of them don't really get along with him or like him very much. No, Jorge is. You know what his comment was when on social media when Dovizioso announced his retirement? Mm-hmm. He said, I am not surprised because he hasn't won anything in 13 years. <laughs> you know, it. why? Yeah. Why even say that though? Why? 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 You know, why? Why? Uh, so, but he, stirring him up. He knows exactly so, who's doing it. So, so the problem, uh, Entra, is who is going to ride that Aprilia? Are there options, Manuel? Because they must, as much as they were waiting for the outcome, they've got to have. Is there a Moto2 yeah, so, rider coming up? If we speculate, there can be three options, right? One yeah. is trying to make Jorge race one year, convince okay. him. Or knock at Dovizioso's door and say, okay, we pay you a good amount for a race one year. I reckon Until, he wouldn't do it. 
would be very difficult. We all have a price, you know. I suppose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then where would you look at to look for a rider? Moto2. Exactly. Yep. In Moto2, there are the top guys are switching already to MotoGP, which is Jorge Martin, which is um, Luca Marini and Enea Bastianini. Yep. Which others are there at the top? I we have some, some lows. We have uh, Remy. Remy's Remy. got to be an option. We Remy. have and, and the other Italian is Bezzecchi. Uh, Bezzecchi. Yep. Those three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remy said after Valencia that he realizes that he's not ready yet to do the jump. He's matured like 20 years in the last couple of months, that kid. <laughs> yeah, but in the racing way. So he said, I am not ready, but he's an option. Betseki could be an option like Remy in two years' time. Yeah. And Sam, you know, Sam was already a MotoGP mm -hmm. rider with Aprilia and he didn't do well. So if I were, if I was the Aprilia management, I would do something. I would immediately do a contract with Betseki or Remy Gardner for, for a year after. 20 2022 immediately yep. sign them already yeah and then i would uh, look for a kind of a bridge rider between you know between mm -hmm. that co covered next that year yep yes uh, but they have to look if you look at at suzuki what did suzuki one of the success of suzuki is taking young riders like me and rins build them in the Suzuki philosophy and push them up. Yeah. It's exactly the same what KTM is doing mm -hmm. with Brad Minder, with Oliveira, with Lecona. They want to win with KTM riders or with Suzuki. You know, not just, okay, like Honda does. Honda has the money, they go, which is the best rider yeah. Yeah. for us? The others have another philosophy. They, they want, want to raise to... them. They want to, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, and 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 have the credit like Suzuki is mm -hmm. doing. Said, "Hey, we have built this kid. This kid is coming up with us. Mm -hmm. And at the end, the one who is winning is not the kid. It's the whole yeah, yep. company. Yep. You know. Yep. That's the difference. Ooh. And what about Sam Lowe's? Do you think they'd go back there, or would I don't ah. know if Sam Lowe's would jump up again? He's yeah, I, I think he would. He would for sure. But I don't know if he if it's going to do this. I don't know. I think... Especially if it's only one is, season too. Like if you have, say, a rider like yeah, Sam exactly. Lowe's, you are right. You are right. Go, I, right. I just... Yeah, I'll jump for a year, but I don't know. Then he might have no, nothing no, after. No no. no, no, you are right. I didn't think on that. But, you know, Sam wouldn't accept one year. It would mm. just throw away it's one too year. Too much because to lose. Yeah. yeah, and I imagine he he would like to be to have the opportunity. Also, he didn't get when he was before in MotoGP. Yeah. So, can I just point out, Manuel? You said we're recording this, and you said I was right. I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get our audio guy to just take that one little sentence and just record it for me, Andrew. You were right. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me often. So I'm very curious to see how Aprilia is managing this strange mm. situation. We have and an idea what 
Okay, being from the outside, it is, it is easy, but we will see. And then to finish, we have our last name in our list, that is Mark Marquez. Yes. So I think here we have said many times that his recovering was getting, was difficult. He has having a hard time. So finally, they have announced that he's not going to race anymore in 2021. What, for the whole so, one or two races? <laughs> yeah. But they they knew it months ago. Yeah, months yeah you, ago. You, you told us that. And then, again, question. Why? Why is this uh, communication lockdown? Why are they so hiding everything? You know, why? Why are they, why aren't they just saying the things clearly? Could it be as you know? simple as him saying, I don't want people to know? No. Okay. Well, no, no, because it, maybe he can say this, but we, what's on the table is uh, the Honda name, the team name, you know, like saying, what, and when you don't give information, Andra, what you generate are rumors. Which they could sometimes do on purpose. I'm assuming some of the things I've seen just this season. It's just but but rumors rumors can go in very different ways, and most of them are negative. You know, because people yeah. like to conspiracy are- and so on. So I can only imagine the answer to this is my favorite sentence: "Is this famous American follow the money?" Yeah, you know. Why don't they are saying nothing? Because in my opinion, there must be probably an insurance issue. Because he got in this situation, you know, the insurance before paying, they will ask, hang on, who is the guilty person Mm -hmm. in this? Because the insurance has to pay all these surgeries, all these, you know, and probably has a lot of insurance that if I get hurt, I get paid. So the insurance company has needs to know who is to blame. Yeah, and then try and recoup it and or whatever. Yeah, because because Mark raised because the doctors gave him green light. Yep. So who are they want to blame? So nobody speaks. Yeah. You know, yep. yesterday I wrote in a in a non-sporting newspaper what? an article that said that said. Where are Mark Marquez doctors? Because mm-hmm. now everybody is questioning, hang on, here nobody speaks. Here nobody says what's going yeah, around. At all. So yeah. I am sure that it has something to do with money. Yeah, there'll be legal you implications know? and yeah. Exactly. Nobody yeah. wants to speak because the one who speaks, <laughs> the first who speaks, bang. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you reckon he'll be back next season? Yes, I tell you something that is, if somebody uh, listens to us, our listeners are the only one who will know this. I have spoken about the third surgery, I think, here. Yep. But uh, the, uh, Maverick went to uh, doctors here in Madrid, to different doctors as the, the one he, uh, he was working with, and they told him, look, let's give your bone another two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's see if we can make it recover by himself, right? If uh, it doesn't work, he will undergo a surgery. And in any case, he won't be fit before 
March 2021. Yep. With the championship already started. Yeah. So this is exactly the situation. So if the bone doesn't uh, heal by itself, they have mm -hmm. to do an implant, right? We have, I think yeah. we have spoken this. They have already... to take a, a piece of the hip and put it, <clears throat> I don't know how they do it, obviously, somewhere in the bone. So it re re helps to yeah. regenerate the yep, bone. Yep. So this is the situation of March. In any case, we won't see him before March. March yep. and we are mid-November. So December, we'll be sitting there. January, February, three and a half months. Imagine how bad is the situation of his arm. Yeah, we're going to be sitting here talking about this. What's that smoke around you? I am. Uh... <laughs> I was like, you've got some cool. Ah, uh, you're trying to get zen <laughs> like Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant yeah we'll be sitting here ready to talk about the first race next year going what about mark marquez is he riding is he not you watch we'll be last minute oh no he's not oh yes he is Damn. okay um i have to ask yeah. you so Stu and i did talk about this to do with the ktm engines and you're gonna have to speak slowly and explain to me but my understanding is that ktm have been given the allowance to make mod modifications to their engine for next year, but there's other teams that can't. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, <clears throat> it's getting full of smoke here. I'm like, <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a really cool effect. <laughs> <laughs> look, the problem, the, the story with the engine is um, allowing or with the idea of the factory who are not competitive. Mm -hmm. The rules allow them to develop the engines so they can catch up uh, the top the top machines, right? Yep. So the that should the, be Yamaha, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but they won six races. Oh, you, you know, so the only uh, Aprilia and KTM obviously. <laughs> are the two that need to catch up because Ducati, Papa, we have Ducati, Suzuki, Yamaha and Honda. These are like more or less the reference of the mm -hmm. class, right? So uh, KTM is getting there and it depends. I don't know exactly, but if you do a certain number of results, then you lose that concession. Mm -hmm. You understand? So yeah. I think if you do you win twice or three times or you do four or five podiums then automatically the next year you lose that concession yep which means that when you do result it means that you you got there so you don't need any extra advantage yep. you know but in saying that because we just mentioned there that yamaha obviously started off really well ended have ended quite badly so they obviously can't have that ktm's been pretty consistent yeah, yeah. So for me, where's that going to take them? Because that's going to amplify them quite huge by a, a big yeah, amount. Yeah, no, they. I think they will have a real advantage with this, you know, mm -hmm. because they are already very close. We have seen that. Yeah, we have seen they in uh, the first race in Valencia. There were three KTM's among the seven in the top seven. Mm -hmm. Three KTM's. Yep. You know, so they are getting there, and the KTM is uh, actually, I think, behind. Behind Suzuki, the best bike of MotoGP in the class. Mm -hmm. So look out next year because they're going to have that advantage. 
Wow. So I have two questions, Manuel. Yes. Um, are we going to see two races or one race for the rest of the season? Ha! <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't know. I am. Uh, I am traveling back to Valencia. Tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I think tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. I am there and I still don't know if I'm going from Valencia Street to Portugal. The drive is about almost 1,000 Ks. Ooh, and, they, yes, if, yes. If they can't go to Portugal because of the whole Rona, is there a possibility they would race again at Valencia or, or somewhere where everyone is no. already? Okay. No, and the reason is very simple. The reason are the tires. Okay. You know, the tires cannot be built in one week. And there are different tires. They cannot oh, use. Oh, different tires for a different track. Claro. Oh, okay. Okay. We will see. I think, I don't know. I really don't know. I think they will do everything to go there. Yeah. But it doesn't depend on them. <laughs> or exactly well, by the sounds of it, Maverick and half the track could have the Rona by then. What? Yeah, I was going to ask a question that I shouldn't ask because I don't know if I want to know the answer. Um, well, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about now? No, I, the only thing I want to point is, and this it will be said for you, did you realize that Valentino missed two races, no? Yeah. And it wasn't important. You know, the championship went on with very last, yeah. high with very high intensity mm -hmm. he, he came back and in the past when valentino came back it was like the big news mm -hmm. he just came back and nobody spoke about yeah. him i think i know? said that last week because it was like oh how are you going without valentino and i was like you know what yeah it's sad but at the same time you he wasn't missed which is exactly. horrible it's horrible to even say those words but it's yes. a it's a new generation yeah, and look, in 2018, Dani Pedrosa left the championship. Mm -hmm. Dani Pedrosa. Last year, it was Jorge Lorenzo. Mm -hmm. This year, it has been Dovizioso and Carl Crutchlow. Mm -hmm. So the whole generation, the only one who is there is Grandfather Valentin. And it's awful because I think, too, because he's such a massive part of it, it's almost like they need to time it right for when they do step out because you want you want him to have that big hurrah and that big farewell and off you go where it sounds it seems like there might he might just slowly disappear into the background, which would is awful from the career. I he's think had. I I see I sincerely think that he wants to quit with his rider on the yeah. track. Yep. Or I like you were saying, have a have race with his brother, even if it's not the whole season. And, and I tell you more, I tell you more, because Luca Marini, we are, we are, he's not ready to go to MotoGP, but it has been Valentino's desire to have him there and probably to quit. Which is what's keeping with him, him on yeah. the track. Yep, yeah. definitely. I agree. Um, I must say, though, I'm buying a new car and I've already ordered a VR46 sticker for my new car. <laughs> maybe maybe you should switch to 36 sticker no from on. he's too young <laughs> um so do you think it's going to be a clear win for mira for the championship i think so you know only a disaster can mm -hmm. uh, can make that he doesn't he's 37 points uh in front of 
I don't know even who ah in front of Quartararo and Rins. Yep. Both with the same points. So and the chance of Quartararo coming in and winning the last two races is pretty. Small. But even so, you know, if he does. Uh, 50 points and, and you think that he won't uh, do any point if he finishes i don't know twice fourth or mm -hmm. whatever or he will do it yeah so the championship is home and quartararo said already that the way the honda the yamaha works in valencia in the next race he won't make better than seven or eight i think he's already said he's just going to look at next year now which is yeah that's it. but anyway yeah. okay <laughs> We'll see what happens this weekend. So thank you so much, Manuel. Everyone, share our podcast with your mates or you're talking to someone at the shops and they go, I love MotoGP. Say, check out the Pacino Report podcast. <laughs> um, we're on YouTube. We're on all the podcast platforms. We're on social media. Drop us a message on Instagram. And Manuel, I'll let you talk about your website so I don't ruin it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacino GP, guys. We, we need you to follow us on Pacino GP. A lot of news, very... I think it's very interesting. And don't look at Pesino GP looking for the latest news, but for really worked out articles. You know, we, we always look at it from a different point of view. That is absolutely true. And jump on Twitter. We've got Pesino GPs on Twitter. We're on Twitter. I've been tweeting the shit out of the place while the race is on and I've made more <laughs> new friends again. So, yeah, been awesome. And um, we'll, we'll go wake Stu up and let him know we recorded the rest of it without him. <laughs> exactly. He 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 missed it. He snoozed. Okay, he lost. He. I think. Hope we hope uh, next week we are uh, us three are together to celebrate, and we can celebrate virtual. Each of us having a glass of champagne for I, Juan Mir. I think that's a bloody great idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Have everyone. A, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Manuel. Have a good weekend. You too. Ciao, ciao. 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 <laughs>